0: You're listening to The Comics Hall with Amy and Paul, Sideshow's very own comic book podcast. Join us as we celebrate New Comic Book Day every week and discuss the latest releases, the biggest announcements, and more from your favorite publishers. What's in your comics hall? Hey, everybody. I'm Amy. And I'm Paul. And welcome to The Comics Hall.
1: (laughs) Thank you. We got some... Were you welcoming me? No, right? I'm on the show.
0: You are on the show, but I mean, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Um, Hey, guys, it is Princess Week here at Sideshow. Not just because Sideshow made a royal decree, but because it's actually technically National (laughs) Princess Week. So, we thought we'd get in on the fun uh, with the return of a special event show. We are joined today by our mod in shining armor. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, everybody.
1: I'm Rob, be your moderator for this evening's uh, proceedings. I'll be in the chats, passing along questions and answering questions.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much. As long
1: as they're all in a scroll form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Day the only, only
0: way. Only way we'll take uh, any questions, petitions, uh, anything from the General Assembly today.
1: <laughs> Either scroll or scroll. It doesn't matter, but one of them.
0: Did you say scroll? I did. <laughs> all right. It is Wednesday, April 28th. It's a new comic book Wednesday. Um, we will briefly, briefly touch on uh, the new books we picked up this week, but. In honor of Princess Week, we did really want to celebrate some of our favorite comic book princesses with Mm -hmm. all of you. Uh, If you're in the Let Your Geek Sideshow Facebook group, you know that we did ask some questions pertaining to your favorite comic book royals, and we will get to that today. Um, But we got a lot of great stuff going on, so let's just jump in with some news. It's not comic book news, but it's our uh, Princess Week royal decrees. Let's see what's (laughs) going on at Sideshow.
1: Yes, uh, we are very, very busy. We're in the thick of Princess Week here. Um, So everyone... Right up top, head over to side.show forward slash princess week 21. That's going to be your guide to everything that is happening this week. Again, we're halfway through, but we've got two awesome days left. And we've also got one show after this left, uh, which is that Sideshow show with me in autumn, which is, you know, super scripted. And we just read from the scroll that is <laughs> s- scroll that now I can't stop now, um, now that's going to be stuck in my head forever. So that's fun. Um, and tomorrow we've got an episode of win, lose or die written by, jasmine edward that's going to be so much fun and then she's going to be talking about her her process of writing that story and this is i think her third uh win loser Die" that she's done and she'll be on that sideshow show after sort of explaining her process and how she went through all that so that's always really really fun we've got trivial cahoots on friday uh at noon which is a wonderful dumpster fire of a trivia show uh that we it is absolutely ruthless. And if you can make it till the end, it's worth it. You can win $50 in uh, Sideshow Rewards Points. Uh, but it is not easy to survive. <laughs> I think it might be easier to survive win, lose, or die, is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then of course, we have our brand new show run by uh, our moderator in Shining Armor, Mr. Rob Honeybear Coacher, which is new at Sideshow, where we talk about not only all things that are new. That's you, dude. Hello. <laughs> um it's not only all things new inside show you know that particular week with events and such but even on weeks where we don't have events it's what new products dropped pop culture headlines um all manners of things and amy's already been on it me and you will be on the show tomorrow
0: yes we'll be on the show tomorrow today they talked comic book news without us can you believe that
1: I, someone so planned rude. that someone that is on this show and someone that is named Rob
0: you've got a spy in the castle no it's it's a great way to <laughs> <You> <laughs> i can't
1: take I can take no credit for that <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you will take all of the blame no just kidding it's a fantastic show again that's um that actually goes out to multiple platforms Mm -hmm. um the uh that sideshow show show we were mentioning is exclusive to the let your geek side show facebook group um there's lots of fun places to be and again we've still got two whole days of princess weekend technically uh today's festivities are not over they're only just beginning with our show um so again you can go to side.show slash princessweek21 for all of that information. And uh, one of the princesses this week is going to gonna show up again next week, I think, because we also have uh, a Star Wars Fan Week coming up next week. So you guys can stay tuned for that, but we've got uh, <laughs> princess proceedings going are on. Are there any
1: right hints at all, maybe on your left shoulder?
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe. And I bet this show might be informative for people who are trying their hand at Trivial Cahoots. I mean, I would yes. recommend you take a few notes, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah, it will play know. in. Uh, we. I don't want to brag, but I'm not very good at trivia, but I am good at uh, coming up with trivia questions and, you know, all, all of the logistics of it. So, again, uh, this episode of the Comics Hall may be very informative, as Amy had said, and um, that that's may really... not be. It also <laughs> may not be. We I've, I have uh, no idea yet because. Show just started. I guess we'll see. Um, <laughs> but that's really all of our news. We just wanted to kind of go over, uh, you know, the uh, event that we have today, which yeah. are uh, this week, I'm sorry, which is, uh, you know, Princess Week. And then again, if you are interested, which I assume you might be, head over to show forward slash fan week 21 to register right now for our week long Star Wars celebration. Um, that is, uh, you know, of course, think of it like the the birthday event where there are numerous perks to pre-registering so side.show forward slash fan week 21 and you can register right now
0: all right so in honor of princess week we had uh The return of a fan favorite, I think, segment, Uh, and and ego bruiser, of course, what would be a princess week without somebody fighting for the fair hand of the maiden? Uh, So we brought back panel of the week this week, and Paul and I each pitted two of our favorite comic book princesses against one another uh, in a a panel showdown for you guys, and they both ended up being DC Comics princesses. I mean,
1: Which never uh, happens.
0: No disrespect to the ladies over at Marvel, but I think DC Comics has some of the most preeminent comic book princesses around so i thought
1: you were were saying that like kanye west (laughs) sorry (laughs) to to interrupt you but dc comics has the best princesses around
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean uh it's it i mean it's cool that we both ended up with that so uh first up is uh i'll show you guys my panel that i picked um this is Starfire from Secret Such Origins cool thirteen. I know, and I just I love the way that they. I mean, I know in modern comics the hair is more explicitly a flame, but mm. I love the way that her hair was done in uh, kind of the classic Teen Titans. So this is from Secret Origins number thirteen by DC Comics, uh, written by Dan Mishkin with art by Eric Larson and Mike DiCarlo, colors by Carl Gafford, and letters by John Costanza. And this is actually a panel of. Nightwing, reflecting on why he likes Starfire. And it's because of the emotions she allows herself to express that fuel her powers, because growing up under Batman's shadow, Batman is not an emotional dude.
1: No, he is not. He's got just one emotion. Justice. (laughs) Justice. Um, yeah, and if you are a fan, you know what's interesting, Amy, is I've actually uh, had some interactions online with people who were unaware of Starfire really outside of uh, maybe Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go, and were sort of confused about the hair. And this is mm-hmm. where you know it comes from, in the the Wolfman, Perez, and the only time they've seen that is an RPF that we have.
0: Oh, And okay. they're like, I don't
1: understand why is doing it this way. And it's like, we were actually paying homage to Wolfman and Perez way back when, and this is a great example of where we drew inspiration from i'd say
0: yes because i also think that those dear sweet animators over at warner brothers and and cartoon network studios needed to give themselves A little bit of a break when trying to <laughs> <Yeah>. animate Starfire.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is an absolute. Uh, I couldn't. I, I just couldn't imagine how mu- how difficult that is. I'm not an animator, and nor will I ever be. But I assume it's not easy. <laughs> um, all right. So moving on over to my panel that I chose. I, I went a little more modern with a pretty popular princess. I'd say I'm also currently in Themyscira, where she rules. This is Wonder Woman number seventeen, of course, DC Comics, written by the incredible Gail Simone, with art and inks by the Dodsons. Uh, you know, we've got Terry Dotson on, on, on pencils, Rachel on the inks, and then Ron Randall, uh, or I think it's Randall, actually, uh, on colors here. And we see uh, th- this is an army that uh, Wonder Woman has amassed after beating a one Gorilla Grod, a Flash villain. Uh, this is an in- a wonderful story that is really sort of understated but gail simone just really knows how to write wonder woman i think and this was oh yeah why i had chosen this story this is a what i would call a modern definitive story in her lore and uh her you know sort of conflict with uh, is it hepta yeah hepta um and she uh it's it's just a great i i think panel that represents some of the strife and some of the lore that is built into her princess duties, uh, which I will also get into a little bit more with another book that I have chosen to feature today. But I'm getting ahead of myself. But Wonder Woman number 17 uh, by the Dodsons can't really go wrong. It's a great panel. I
0: know that that panel is stacked from top yes. to bottom with creators and characters. Now we put it to you guys to vote. This was up on our Instagram. This was in the Let Your Geek Side Show Facebook group, and it was in the local comics society, which is our brand new, currently in a soft launch yes. phase. Uh, comics Hall group. Uh, it is just a place for comics. We're bringing the local comics society to you, uh, mm-hmm. like your LCS. If you you know yeah. follow the lingo, you can
1: actually go to side forward slash your LCS. That's y o u r LCS, uh, and you can join the group right now
0: yeah there's some there's some great people uh in there talking about the books we picked up this week uh posing questions showing off variant covers all that good stuff um, but it is still in an early kind of launch so if you want to get in on the ground floor you can do that yep. anyways we did tally up all of the votes that came in and it was a tight battle i'd say You know, maybe,
1: maybe, (laughs) (laughs) or maybe
0: somebody ran away with it.
1: (laughs) They, they sure did. So the winner of the princess week panel of the week is... My panel, I'm back, baby. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah, I think um, something that we've noticed on this show when we did panel of the week, which we're gonna be doing it way more infrequently, unfortunately, if we're just the show is just moving so fast that we got to drop some stuff. But we'll do panel of the week when we can. But when we were doing it more consistently, one of the things we learned is if you throw in the Trinity, you know, any of them, it's almost a guaranteed victory. So we, I always tried to avoid Batman, Wonder Woman, or Superman <laughs> because. It's a little unfair.
0: I mean, there's, there's ways to game the system, but uh, we, we are keeping it for event shows. So if you guys want to get in on the vote, again, yes. join those Facebook groups. Check out our Instagram at the Comics Hall. Um, we will be doing a Star Wars-themed one for our show next week.
1: We definitely Hey, Paul, will be.
0: as the winner, I think that somebody deserves a reward.
1: I think so. Well, everyone, I'm going to get going. Rob, you're on. Um, oh, was that not me? Yeah, it I not? Well, uh, everyone, the did.
0: reward is not <laughs> clocking out early. Get back
1: oh, here. yeah, I've got one more show after this, and then I'll just collapse from t- being tired. So, everyone, thank you guys all so much for whether this is your whether this is your first show or your twentieth, twenty-fifth show. Thank you all so very much. It's reward show. It's reward code time. Uh, head over to side dot <laughs> show forward slash code and enter the reward code Serenity. So, scy.show forward slash code and enter Serenity. Uh, Again, right up top because everyone is going to ask before you start telling Rob the website's slow or it's not working. It's because everyone is trying to do the exact same thing at the exact same time. So, a little bit of patience, a little bit of fairy dust, uh, and go to scy.show forward slash code and enter Serenity. Um, And that's for the first uh, 2,000 comic book haulers that get there there first. So, um, go put that code in. And come right back because we got a whole show left.
0: Yeah, and it's a it is a limited use, as Paul mentioned. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if you if you are watching uh, the later video feedback, or maybe you're listening to our podcast feed, which goes live on Thursdays after the show, uh, this is likely expired. I mean, you can go ahead and try, but that should be encouragement to watch our show live uh, at 4 p.m. Pacific time uh, on Wednesdays every New Comic Book Day. Um, But if you are listening. Yeah, especially maybe next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you are watching the podcast feedback, you can see all these images that we featured, including the panels we voted on and the covers from our featured books this week by going to sideshow.com slash geek and checking the blog for the weekly comics hall update. Mm-hmm. Speaking mm-hmm. of weekly updates, we wanted to give you guys a quick, just touch base on some of the books we picked up this week because you can always hit us up in the local Comics Society group uh, if you want to talk about some of the releases that we got this week uh, while we are featuring other books uh, as, as our Princess Week show. So, Paul, you want to kick off our rapid-fire round? That's where we just name some titles really fast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I sure do. And, again, if you are reading any of the titles that me and Amy say, um, let us know. Join uh, the local comic society. Post some covers. We love seeing variants. We Me and Amy usually do so when we can. Um, so, what I am reading... Over at Marvel, I'm reading Fantastic Four, number 31, the Hellfire Gala guide, number one. I don't know if I'm actually going to read Hel- the Hellfire, ga- uh, Hellfire storyline, but I really want that guide. I really, <laughs> really do. So um, over at DC, I'm picking up Robin, number one. And then I'm also reading... Batman Black and White number 5, which is an anthology series that I'm reading, um, and for one reason, it is an all-star cast on that book. Just to name a few, George Jorge Jimenez, Mariko Tamaki, uh, Jamal Campbell, Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey have their own Batman story, um, and they're all not really centered around Batman. So if you've got a little Batman fatigue, which I understand, these are great stories because Batman is in the story, but he's not the core point of the story, which is, is always welcomed, I, I think. And then over, you know, as far as indie books go, Crossover, Department of Truth, i uh, sorry, Crossover number six, Department of Truth number eight, I Breathed a Body number four, and Shadow Doctor. And I think I'm also picking up Snatched number one by um, uh, Scout Comics. So, uh, yeah, that's all I've got. Actually, kind of a short week for me. I normally have, like, way too many books. Someone has a lot of books this week.
0: The last two or three weeks of my pull list have made me go, I should really have a sit down with myself and <laughs> just take a look at my choices. Um, however... Half of that was due to the fact that I got every single one of the variant covers for the Mighty Valkyries from Marvel. But uh, this week, I had some really great books, um, and most of them are independent titles. So if you are looking for some independent comics to get into, come and talk to me, please. Um, from Marvel, I picked up Beta Ray Bill number two and Black Widow number six. And then from Scout Comics, I got Midnight Western Theater number one. I got Steak number two. From Vault, I got Witchblood number two. You guys know how much I love Witchblood, so I cannot wait to so get good. into its second issue. Uh, then from Boom Studios, I've got Absolutely. 1973 number four once in future number 18 and then at image i've got Bitterroot number 12 crossover number six uh from uh, source point press i've got the eighth immortal number four and then i've got from heavy metal the modern frankenstein number one
1: boom nice that was rapid
0: enough for you guys
1: that was way more rapid than mine but <laughs> it tracks it makes a lot of sense um good stuff all around um, all right. So before we move on to our core segment, Rob, do we have any comments, uh, questions, compliments are always welcome. <laughs> we do have a little uh, comment
0: slash question from Tenshi Misaki over in our Facebook group. Amy, does Paul owe us an apology for aiming and
1: recommending stray dogs? Issue three, not cool. Not cool, man. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, Yes. Amy was the one that had had done that book, so but please, please go on, Amy, explain yourself.
0: I uh, I don't apologize um, it's because it's such a good book. I mean, also if nothing else, those frickin' movie cover variant covers are so are cool. Beautiful. The movie poster variants. Um, I apologize. Uh, I know. I knew going into it that that was going to be a like, oh look, it's so cute. Oh my god, this is really upsetting. Style story didn't realize. <laughs> How much so, but I'm glad that you are reading it. And uh, yes, Paul, you owe them an apology. Paul wasn't even on the show that week. Paul I wasn't even on the no. show that week. <laughs>
1: <Mm-mm>. <laughs> that was all me. They Jazz had nothing to do with it either. That, uh, anything bad has to come. They're like, "Oh, Amy, don't worry about it. Then it's fine. Seriously, because I'm I'm the princess, and you are nothing, the princess. Nothing goes wrong. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad that you're
0: still reading an ogre, it and supporting the title. <laughs>
1: I'll be a bard. I don't care. Um, oh, okay. Well, thank you, Tenshi. Always good to hear from you, <laughs> Tenshi, a, a long-time viewer, and also someone in the local comic society. So thank you guys. Again, if you would like to ask us more questions, if there's anything we can't get to today, we'll try to get to everything today. If you guys have any questions about um, a- any comics, anything that has to do with comics or how comics are affecting you know other mediums, let us know. We'll try to get to them where we can. If not, head over to show forward slash URLCS.
0: All right, Andy, we have a whole other segment. We do. I mean, this is this has all been the fun and fluff stuff. We mm-hmm. have an entire segment for you guys, uh, again, just to celebrate some of our favorite comic book princesses. We're calling this our Princess Poll List. There's no yes. uh, fancy image for it, but that's uh, that's what we're deciding to call it today. We've broken down uh, three main categories of princesses we wanted to feature today. We're gonna hit you up with some fairy tale princess recommendations. Nice, of course, nice. you know the kind of standard or non-standard once upon a times uh, we've got some space princesses because everybody loves princesses in outer space. And then we've got some action princesses, the princesses who take it upon themselves to save themselves mm-hmm. uh, and, and others in need. So we've got a lot of great books. Uh, we tried to keep our recommendations across the board. I am especially recommending a few all-ages books that if you've got a young daughter or any young reader, uh, they would especially love them. But I also recommend them to you, the viewers, because, I mean, even if, it's, even if it's an all-ages or a book that seems more geared towards a young audience, I think everybody can find some enjoyment in these stories because um, I know I do. So, <laughs> Paul, you want to kick us off with our first fairy tale princess story? I,
1: I sure do. Now, this is a uh, what I would call a heavy hitter of a story. I, it's not something that's going to be a shock to everyone, but I wanted to remind you that fables. Uh, Exists And the reason that I chose this for Princess Week, because it (laughs) shows some of our favorite princesses from maybe the Disney princess universe and really sort of brings them into a modern world, a more, um, you know, this is a more mature representation of them. Maybe your first experience with fables was through A Wolf Among Us, the Telltale game. Um, (laughs) And which (laughs) is such an incredible game. And that all stemmed from this book. Uh, Fables is incredible. Um, now, some you know some of the the uh, some quick notes on it. Of course, Bill Willingham is the writer, an incredible writer. Uh, Lon Medina is the artist, and colors by Sherilyn Van Valkenburg, awesome name, one of the best names of a colorist. Um, now, again, this is by Vertigo, Rip, Vertigo. Oh, my Pour gosh. one out. Um, this was a story basically about. Um, Again, I'm not going to spoil too much because it is still a pretty – like, this story really does hold up. Um, I read a little bit uh, last night and today, so I think that um, I don't really want to spoil too much of it. It is available on Comixology. Right now, if you are a Comixology Unlimited member, you can borrow this book and I think the first four trades. I I only saw the first four. It may be some more, but that's, you know, almost – almost 31 32 issues that you can just read for free yeah. if you've got a subscription um it is a murder mystery story that interweaves you know a fantasy with real world horror and it's a it is a detective story that is led by um by it's b- big Bigby big b wolf <laughs> who is you know big bad wolf um and it's got – the first couple of books has uh, Snow White in it, Jack from Jack and the Beanstalk. It's got a really fun version of Belle and Beast that oh. I love. Um, it is a mix of uh, – what was that show called? Is it Once Upon a Time? Yes, Once Upon once. a Time. It, it is a mix of like, like that show, which is – said to have been greatly influenced by fables i don't know how much of that is true but i mean it's sort of hard to deny but um some of the later seasons of once upon a time get a little bit more uh light but fables is not a lighthearted book i would not say that this is like hey if you've got you know a young reader and he or she is really interested in princesses i would not say give them this book uh it does have some adult themes i would say PG-13, maybe. It's nothing too grotesque, but, you know, um, they are adult versions of these characters.
0: Well, a lot of the classic fairy tales, a lot of people tend to forget because a lot of them were Um, Mm Disney-fied. The Brothers Grimm lived up to their name. I mean, a lot of the classic fairy tales do have some very hard edges to them. Uh, So I think, uh, yeah, Yeah. I mean, no one did it like Vertigo. Seriously, Mm -hmm. just...
1: Yeah, they took shots and they went there with characters that people thought, I mean, that they really couldn't or shouldn't. Um, And Bill Willingham did an incredible job of, you know, just researching the original versions of some of these stories and bringing that to page. Uh, So if you were familiar with any of, um, you know, these characters, uh, a lot of the, you know, I think was the original (sighs) – like eight or nine Disney princesses make their way into this book, but um, it's just a really, really good time. Originally published in two thousand and two, um, multiple spin-offs of this book have you know have amassed. Uh, so I mean, there is no shortage of reading. I mean, this book was around for almost ten years uh, in some iteration. It's it's like a fa- it's like a fairy tale version of um, like Sandman where it's just like you turn a corner and there's so much more content. If you want a character fleshed out, Bill Willingham and that team at Vertigo did it. Uh, So if you want to fall in love with the Fables universe, please do. There is so much reading. You could just amass yourself in this for I don't know how long and just be obsessed with it. So um, yeah, that's why I particularly chose this book. There are a lot of, you know, quote unquote, like Disney princesses that you guys would know, but completely transformed if that's more, if that's more your speed. So, uh, Fables by Vertigo, 100% read if you've never heard of it or if you've never read it. And if you have read it again, cause I did totally holds up. So,
0: good good stuff okay my pick for our fairy tale princesses i am going disney i'm going younger readers but also able to be enjoyed by all ages uh, this is the disney princess comic series by amy Meberson, and it is called disney princess that is published by disney comics um you may be familiar with the name amy Meberson from her mm. Infinitely popular fan art, uh, pocket princesses were, which were kind of one or two panel comic book uh, escapades. Um, and now Disney has capitalized on her amazing ability to draw uh, very cute, stylized versions of the princesses, and wow. uh, just really create some fun, quick, short story scenarios. This is an ongoing series, however, there's no one overarching storyline. All of the the stories in here featuring the princesses are short, uh, humors, uh, like humor bits, um, and some of them are a full page, some of them are three panels. You get your mileage will vary with uh, these, but all of your favorite classic Disney princesses are here. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of collected editions available uh, with titles like Friends, Family, Fantastic, Follow Your Heart, Gleam, Glow and Laugh and Make Way for Fun. Uh, But you can also find them under Disney Princess number one through, I believe, 17 Uh, at your local comic book store. It will be uh, probably the Disney Princess title. They are so cute. And of course, there is Ariel, Belle, Cinderella, Tiana, Pocahontas, Mulan, Merida, Moana, uh, just all of the princesses in that kind of core. Disney lineup, which mm-hmm. I know that, uh, Paul, you and Autumn spent one of the that sideshow show, show wrap ups debating the official criteria for a Disney princess, and it is yes. pretty rigorous.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you've got to either marry into royalty, be royalty, or perform a heroic act. Uh, you've got to be in an animated movie. You got to spin around six times. Uh, there's, yeah, there's all sorts of things, but uh, <laughs> there are more and more Disney princesses being added in every day.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it's 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 so great, but this is yeah, the classic core lineup. Um, and and I believe if anyone is thinking like oh i'm not really sure if i know this i i guarantee you've seen at least one pocket princesses Uh, a lot of the stories of course involve humor with animal sidekicks always a constant source of joy uh dealing with princess hair and i will uh say surprise surprise it is not just rapunzel's problem a lot of princesses have that princess hair they got to take care of uh there's a lot of jokes from their own movies as well we do have an example of one of the uh shorts i think if we can pull up the aladdin one if we have that asset
1: Oh right, right, right.
0: Maybe, maybe not. Otherwise, you can post it up in the uh, Let Your Geek Side Show Facebook. Oh yeah, later. we'll we'll
1: regardless. We'll uh we'll we'll get it out there. But
0: okay. Um. Yeah. Maybe we don't have it right now, but uh. It, there's there is one for example of of Jasmine and Aladdin. And Aladdin is saying, "I can show you the world," and then it starts raining on them. And she says, "Well, maybe you could show me the world like a, another time when the weather's better." It's just <laughs> it's cute little little humor comics like that. Oh, yeah. There, we, there go. we go. There we go. Uh. There's a lot of lot of captions going on here, of course. Uh, Aladdin says, this never gets old, does it? And Jasmine says, Aladdin, we should get back. I heard it's going to. And he says, soaring through the sky, the breeze whipping through our hair, just you and me seeing the, and he gets a raindrop on his head. And then we get the crackhoom of thunder. How about you show me the world another time? <laughs> and and the stories, yeah, the stories all range from one quick panel to, to longer pages. But this, this is really just a delight. If you're looking for something that's a quick read, uh, even laugh out loud kind of stuff. I think this is the Disney princess series is just really not a bad place to start for any young reader yeah. or anyone. I mean that, that, that humor is not exclusive to children. I think we no all find something, not. something delightful in Disney princesses, which is why we keep returning to the stories over and over again. Funny is funny. Funny is funny. That is a fact.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. So I think that covers our, our, fairy tale princesses we've got moving on to our space princesses
0: space princesses who are princesses in and from space
1: (laughs) (laughs) i like your uh, orson welles voice thank you (laughs) (laughs) um all right so i think i am up to bat first with a princess that you are all very familiar with she is from tamaran her name is pronounced like coriander it's starfire (laughs) i love i love the, when
0: people realize her name is Coriander and <laughs> yeah. uh, her sister is Commander.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> Just love yeah. that. Uh, yeah. they, For us, they the had so much fun with that. Um, so, this is Starfire. This is the particularly, this is the uh, book by Jimmy uh, Paul Miotti, Amanda Connor, and Emanuela Lupicino on art and colors as well um, during this book. This was Starfire's run through. Um, this was post New 52. This came out in 2015. Um, and this was a really, really interesting, you know, again, if you aren't familiar with Starfire, you know, originally created by Marv Wolfman and George Perez, uh, and was introduced in the new Teen Titans. And she is from, um, she is from the planet of Tamaran, which was enslaved by the Citadel. And she was forced to be a, uh, a slave to the Citadel, even by her sister. There's so much lore there. Uh, maybe you're familiar with like the character of like, um, Oh, is it, uh, is it Black Star? Oh, wow. My brain just... Uh, Blackfire. Blackfire. Thank you. Yeah. And um, there's just so much lore here. But I, the reason I love this book and I chose this particular version for Starfire is it is a it is the most modernized version of what we get in what I think a lot of our... I'm going to speak for the crowd here. Maybe some of our favorite versions of Starfire are, which is Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go um amanda connor and jimmy palmiata are huge fans of those two particular properties and of that version of starfire and so this is again a bit more mature version of that character but not by much she still has that like that fierceness and that innocence of being at an entirely new planet um that is wonderful there i remember i read this and there are some parts that you know some of the text bubbles don't make sense and I didn't understand. I'm like, why why is this set up this way? But it's because you are reading the text as Starfire understands it. And she doesn't understand some colloquialisms and some, like, sayings and metaphors. And so someone will say, like, you know, uh, it's raining cats and dogs. And then there's a text bubble off to the side, and it's just, like, her thinking, like, why would it rain dogs and cats? And then so she gets anxiety because she thinks she has to save dogs and cats. It's it's just so funny, and it one of the the greatest um one of the greatest things of this book is sort of a return to form for Starfire. Uh, she'd been you know relatively absent at this point from you know major comics, and definitely hadn't had her own book. But I mean, if anyone could do it, it would be Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, and I mean. Lou Pacino is an absolute legend now. Amazing, amazing Incredible stuff. artist, yeah, she's wonderful. And um, of course, and if Amanda Connor and uh, Jimmy Palmiotti sound familiar, Harley Quinn. They sort of, I don't wanna say maybe revolutionized Harley Quinn, but they definitely <laughs> put a huge stamp on Harley Quinn comic books and uh, had some pretty character defining runs. So um, this was for a little bit at the same time as some of their Harley Quinn stuff, but it definitely, especially pre- around Harley it.
0: Harley's little black book, I think uh, was coming out around the same time.
1: Yeah, so they had just started to get a foothold in you know the Harley Quinn lore and universe, uh, but they had really done a great version uh, of Starfire here. Um, that sort of, I I think personally as, as a Corey as a fan of Corey, which is her. You know, her, her name here, it's not just Starfire. Um, as someone who's a big fan of Teen Titans Go and Teen Titans, I loved this particular version of her. Um, it's wonderful. And Amanda Connor just crushes it. She's an incredible ar- artist as well. Um, yeah, again, if you are a fan of, like, the original Marv Wolf some of the original Marv Wolfman, like, lore and th- that him and Perez had done, but also Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go, this is a great version of that particular version of Starfire. I love it. Uh, she's so funny, and it's, like, so dorky, and you're, like, it's so frustrating sometimes, <laughs> like, listening to her, just like, if you would just, like, get out of your own head and just fight, but it's part of the fun of her not understanding some of the sayings and our, you know, our comings and goings on Earth. So, uh, yeah, Starfire, number one. Again, this is not, this is a in an awkward period for DC. This was right after New 52 and right before, like, Oh, geez, like Rebirth. Rebirth and such. Yeah, yeah it, was, was it was
0: just on the on the yeah, rebirth, of rebirth. was
1: 2016, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was a great story. It's only 12 issues. Uh, when Connor and Paul Miotti, you know, they set out, they said, we're doing 12 issues and that's all we're doing. And that's all they did, and they told a wonderful story.
0: So. And I wholeheartedly, secondarily endorse this as someone who, I think, the original Teen Titans cartoon is the reason that I'm as big of a, ha- a fan mm-hmm. of comic books and superhero books as I am today. This book is fantastic. They actually made a, a DC Direct or DC Collectible statue of this exact uh, cover as well. Um, did not know that. Love, love, love that. That's a nice. That's a nice one. If anyone recognizes that or has that in their collection, and they also yeah, did a know. cute some cute postcards because she's in the Florida Keys in this series and so they did some nice postcards uh, advertising right. that and and uh, there is a Tara who shows up for, for fans of the original Teen yeah. Titans but it's not the Tara no, that no, we definitely. saw in the cartoon it's not, not Tara Markov no. no it's uh, Atlee it's Atlee yeah. um, but yeah wholeheartedly endorse that series as a fellow Starfire fan
1: oh yeah so again Starfire you can find this pretty much anywhere it is uh, if you have DC Universe Infinite uh, congratulations it's an awesome app. I use it literally all the time, but this story, all 12 issues are available on DC Universe Infinite, or you can buy it wherever you buy your comic books as well.
0: All right. Up next, we've got another space princess uh, whose world is destroyed, but that's actually the kind of uh, catalyst for the story that I'm about to recommend for you. Of course, it is Princess Leia, and more specifically, Marvel's Star Wars Princess Leia number one. Now, this was a huge, huge release when Marvel announced that they uh, they had the uh, Star Wars license returned to them and they were launching strong. This was one of the three launch titles, including uh, Jason Aaron's Star Wars and the Darth Vader, Kieran Gillen title. Uh, this was Princess Leia written by Mark Wade, with pencils and inks by Terry and Rachel Dodson. Again, uh, with colors by Jordy Belair and letters by Joe Caramagna. Um and for those of you who are watching the live show, you do see, actually, I picked a collage of Princess Leia covers. Uh, there's a J. Scott Campbell. There's the Dodson cover. There's a uh, Scotty Young is the cute little one who keeps ending up on my shoulder, if I sit correctly. Yeah, there we go. There you go. <laughs> uh, lots of really cool variant covers. There was even a movie variant cover released. There was. I think, I think each of these got at least like 12 variants, those, those initial Star Wars releases. And this is still, uh, I wish they had continued with more Princess Leia stories. I know she did appear yeah. in Jason Aaron's, uh, not um, Star Wars, excuse me. Um, but this was a really nice uh, title to kind of set the tone for that initial Star Wars mm-hmm. launch. Um, specifically, this is Leia's adventures with the Rebellion just after the celebration of destroying the Death Star in A New Hope. Uh, we begin on Yavin 4, and the series asks the question, what is a princess who has no homeworld? where are her people? Are there any of her people left? Was there anyone off-world? And that's exactly what she sets out to find out. Um, It was a five-issue series and, uh, again, one of the first books launched in 2015 for Marvel's Mm -hmm. Star Wars line. It introduces both reintroduces a lot of fan favorite characters to Marvel's Star Wars continuity, but it introduced some brand new characters as well, uh, including Yvonne Verlaine, who is a fellow Alderanian serving in the uh, both as a lieutenant in the Alliance and a pilot in the Rebellion. Uh, who was personally mentored by Brea Organa, who is the queen and Leia's adoptive mother. Um, and so she had a great affinity for the house of uh, of Organa and accompanies Leia on her mission to round up the Alderaanian diaspora and see if there are any of her people remaining on any planets. As the Empire, to spite Princess Leia, begins to uh, round up the fugitives from Alderaan who were not on the world when it was destroyed. Um, and there's a lot of really fun... Uh, planets we get to see a lot of familiar ones from the original trilogy plus some places uh that we didn't get to visit in the films um we see celeste which is the home of nia num's people the celestians and oh. then we also get uh, a trip to naboo which is really nice and i won't spoil what goes on there but there's a trip to naboo which is a cool experience for leia whether or not she realizes it um and again this i mean the the creative team alone should tell you the yeah. the quality of this book but with the dodsons doing <laughs> the artwork Uh, And Jordy Belair, another uh, favorite of the comics hall, doing colors Mm -hmm. with Mark Wade, who, you know, I I don't think, surprisingly, we've mentioned Mark Wade very much on this show, but I am a big fan of a lot of his uh, writing. Um, including his uh, Daredevil, he did the all new, different, uh, all new, all different Avengers, and then this Princess Leia is just another feather in his cap. Um, so I highly, highly recommend this one if if you missed any of those initial Marvel Star Wars launches, because this one was only five issues, so it is absolutely worth going back for if you just really love uh, Princess Leia adventures and kind of want to see a little interstitial between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back.
1: Yeah, I mean, and such I believe a good this
0: book. would be on this would be on Marvel Unlimited by now. Uh, I, think yeah, I think it's I think it definitely
1: there. is yeah 100 percent um yeah I mean it's it's a great book it was funny at the time I think this came out when was this Amy I know you had just said 2015 15 yeah. um yeah I which picked was up
0: six like, years ago
1: <laughs> I know I, this came out with Aaron's Star Wars right and yes. Vader which was was that um
0: it was the Kieran Gillen, and I I want to say it was Salvador La Roca on the art but i m- might for be getting Vader, wrong. for Vader right Yeah, it was before the Charles Soule run. Oh, Charles Soule, that's and the the Greg Pak runs on Darkfire. Greg Pak, yeah,
1: Um, yeah. I remember picking up multiple variants of all of the, you know, that trinity of books that came out at that time when they were relaunching, and it was such an exciting time. And uh, those books, I mean, they really put a murderer's row of talent on all of those books. Specifically, this book, I think, had probably my favorite creative team. Uh, I mean. You can't I mean, I'll I'll read anything the Dodsons do, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like anything they're on. Um, and Jordy Belair has been killing it lately. And, you know, Mark Wade's no slouch. Seriously. <laughs> at all. <laughs>
0: Good, good stuff, yeah, Marvel brought their a game with those Star Wars releases, and it's it's yeah. no surprise that these books went into multiple multiple printings, not even just a eh, it'll probably get a second print. I think Leia got three or four printings at mm-hmm. least, and we know how that first Star Wars went with like six seven, eight printings <sighs> absolutely insane, so that's my pick for space Princess
1: so so so, so many uh. Great covers for that. I just keep looking behind you, and I'm like, "Oh, that's right. There was a billion great covers. Oh, that one directly behind you is particularly great. Is that? That's not Alex Ross, is it?
0: I'm not sure because I know that there was an Alex Ross cover released, but it was actually Darth Vader and Luke
1: mm-hmm. on the
0: Princess Leia book, which was very odd. Um, I I don't think that's Alex Ross, but I'd have to I'd have to yeah, verify.
1: to your right, that's that's got to be Campbell, right?
0: Oh yeah, the far. Yeah. This is, this is Campbell, the Dodson's, Dodson's. we've got Scotty. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to go back and check. Yeah, and yeah. I, will, I will update the the local comic society with my findings.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. we I, That wasn't planned. We were kind of trying to do this for a <laughs> memory. <laughs> I, just...
0: I wanted to pick a different background, and then I was like, screw it. We're going with all the Princess Leias.
1: <laughs> it, yeah. It's an incredible background. Um, yeah. Yeah awesome pick and I think that uh, that wraps our um, our space princesses but we've got one one category left which I I was really really excited for this category
0: yes so we're gonna go with action princesses yes which I mean it was kind of a hard like a weird way to define that but these are some of the most battlefield ready princesses so Paul I know you are so excited to talk about this book please please do
1: oh my god Wonder Woman, Dead Earth. Uh, Now, of course, this was a – this actually – so depending on where you get your – like what you use for comic books and and such, um, it'll say 2019, 2020. Technically, it came out in late 2020. I mean, I'm sorry, early 2020, late 2019. Um, But this was in that weird um, sort of chasm of – things were stirring that um unfortunately comics may not be coming out and so but this i picked this up in january of 2020 now this is by daniel warren johnson and this is uh, oh i'm sorry this is by dc black label which is their more uh adult oriented sort of label they can kind of get away with uh you know some more stuff you've got a uh, joker and uh the i always want to call it the haunting of hill house it's not that it's the nice house on the lake uh you know some stuff that we've been talking about uh but it's it's a great label that allows dc a little bit more freedom to steer into some more adult themes so this is one of the first wonder woman stories under that label again wonder woman dead earth by the incredible daniel warren johnson now daniel Warren Johnson. Uh, doing the writing and the penciling for this with um, in doing, I believe he did his own inking as well uh, on this particular story. And Michael Spicer did all the colorings. Michael Spicer has worked on him with, with him quite a bit.
0: And that uh, exact same team is the team that's currently tackling Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill. I was going to say,
1: yeah, I know Amy's reading Beta Ray Bill and, you know, regardless of how, you know, if you guys are reading that book or not, like it looks like Daniel Warren Johnson. It's got, he's got a sort of a particular style that is sort of um, – it's easily recognizable.
0: Yeah, very action, very gritty.
1: <clears throat> yeah, very – like, I, I always say it's very, like, heavy – like, not uh, DC – not talking DC, but very, like, heavy metal. Like, you can hear – like, I always hear, like, you know, Norwegian black metal playing when I'm listening, uh, when I'm reading these books. But l- really long story short, this is, like, if we were going to aim this particular story um, – this is an accessible Wonder Woman story. All you need to know is who Wonder Woman is. That's all you need to know. Um, she basically wakes up after centuries of putting herself in what is essentially like a cryo sleep in Themyscira, and she comes, you know, she comes out to the to the world of man, um, and there, it's it's a nuclear wasteland, and basically she is trying to save what little humanity is left. Now that is, uh, you know, metaphorically and literal humanity. Um, It's an incredible book. Again, this is a, a, not a PG-13, I would call this probably like, you know, what is it, NC-17? Like, it it is a pretty violent book. Um, So, just as a, just as a heads up, if that's uh, something you're not, that's not really your jam, you don't really want to see one Roman in that particular light, this is a pretty violent book. But, if you're still on board, it's an awesome, awesome story. Uh, Really high octane, really great. Uh, Some of the ways that you see the um, some major players in the DC universe come into play in this, you know, particular iteration of this world in Wonder Woman is really interesting. Um, Superman fans don't rejoice because when you get later on in the story, it is brutal. It is high octane. Uh, it is it's not just violence for violence' sake. Like it, it all has its place, which I also appreciate. It's not like overtly violent, um, but it you know when which is also a, a good sort of telltale on on Wonder Woman she always resorts to violence as a you know a a last resort and she doesn't ever want to kill anyone but she will if it means protecting a lot of other people which is why she is different than Superman and that's something that I've always loved and appreciated about her
0: it it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes that and I and I don't think I'm going to get it a hundred percent but it's like Themyscira say like don't don't kill if you can injure, don't injure if you can subdue, don't subdue if you can like pacify and, and right. don't like, don't jump to violence first.
1: Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. And yeah, that's a great, um, that's a great quote. And that's a great representation of who and what Wonder Woman is during this particular story. I'd say um, it's funny in an interview with Daniel Warren Johnson that I had read, he says in this world that is, you know, sort of heartless, uh, the biggest enemy that Wonder Woman has to combat is her own heart and her own compassion because when she went away the Mm -hmm. world was still the world and she is coming now into a world that is awful and terrible and she has to play catch up, but she refuses to. So it's this dichotomy of her being the Wonder Woman of, you know of yesteryear and trying to, like Amy said, pacify if need be, but then also these people are like, I don't I don't care like I'm going to kill you if I get the chance. And if I can't kill you, I'll kill other people until you fight me. Um, so it's a really, really interesting story. Then you also see how some Justice League heroes uh, have changed in this world. That's a kind of a spoiler, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. But um, <laughs> seriously, it's an incredible book. Very dark for a Wonder Woman story, but uh, there are so many moments of hope um, that – are shown in ways that you wouldn't think they would be shown, like a great Wonder Woman story would be. Um, I think Michael Spicer also does a great job of really amplifying. Like there's one sort of, um, you know, in like the sixth sense, anytime you see red, you know something bad's about to happen. I don't know if anyone knew that, but you know, (laughs) uh, M. Night Shyamalan said it in, you know, in that movie, anytime you saw red, something bad's about to happen. Uh, Sort of carry that tune over to this book with gold. Whenever, anytime you see her lasso or anything bright gold, it's very similar. Uh, you know something bad is about to happen or or cool or badass depending on what side of the sword you're on so um, again this is a four issue oversized comic uh, it's now available pretty much everywhere digitally i think um, you can read this i actually haven't checked probably should have done my job uh, but i didn't check if it's available on dc universe infinite but a lot of black label is starting to trickle into dc universe infinite uh, but it is definitely available on Comicsology, and you can order it at your local comic book shop or wherever it is that you buy comic books from so wonder woman dead earth uh, by dc comics black label seriously is a must read for not just wonder woman fans not just fans of you know diana prince as a princess but like as a comic book fan seriously you have to read this (laughs) book
0: yeah i'm i'm increasingly impressed with the output i see from daniel warren johnson just very very cool storytelling and just the yeah the the quality of the artwork and the action just has to be read to, like, Paul mm-hmm. and I could talk till we're blue in the face, but we can't convey that to you if you don't actually look at the pages. Yourself. Yeah,
1: it's it's impressive.
0: All right. And so to round off our Action Princess segment, I've actually got Prince Less, Volume 1, Save Yourself. Uh, this is a fun story, again, an all-ages book Amazing choice for a first reader. If you've got a, a fan in your life who wants to read some comics, loves fantasy and humor, I would absolutely wholeheartedly recommend Prince Less, Book One, Save Yourself. Uh, this was written by Jeremy Whitley with art by M. Goodwin and letters by Jung Ha Kim and Dave Dwanch. Um, so this is published actually by Action Lab, which is a lesser known or lesser spoken about publisher. Um, Known usually for some slightly older, I think, style comics, but this is an all-ages series. It's critically acclaimed. Not only was it nominated for uh, multiple Eisners, but it also was uh, awarded at the Glyph Comic Awards for uh, Best Female Character, Best Writer, and Story of the Year. Um, Not that those accolades mean anything to a, a young reader who just wants to dive into a book uh, but it's cool to know that it, it has been recognized uh, in a lot of places. Uh, it is a it has nine different collected editions, each oh, wow. uh, yeah collecting about four issues. I know that the first volume is uh, the first four issues of the series, and it ran from two thousand twelve to two thousand nineteen, and I believe the series has wrapped now. It did get a spinoff though in two thousand fifteen called Princeless Raven, the Pirate Princess. Uh, so. Let me just tell you what it's about, and then we'll, we'll get into a little bit more information about it. But um, again, it's an all ages series and it tells the story of Princess Adrienne. Uh, she's a brave and intelligent black princess who questions traditions and stereotypes. She is constantly fighting uh, with kind of what is expected of her as a young princess. Uh, and on her 16th birthday, Despite how smart she is, she ends up being tricked into being trapped in a tower, uh, which is, unfortunately, the traditional fate of every princess in her land, uh, including her sisters. And then those princesses who are trapped are forced to wait for a handsome prince to come and rescue them. I mean, like, what are you going to (laughs) do? However, she's not about that life. She escapes on her own with the help of her guardian dragon, Sparky, and then she trades in her crown and her dress for armor and a sword and decides Not only is she going to save herself, she's going to go save her sisters who are all trapped in their own towers and have been for some time. Uh, So it's a lot of fun. Just a really, just a great concept. I mean, the idea of the fact that all of her family, it's the tradition of the princess to get locked in a tower and she's going to go save her sisters. Um, That's badass. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see why this won the award for best female character. Uh, books in the series include Save Yourself, Get Over Yourself, <laughs> The Pirate Princess, which I think is where we get our spinoff, uh, Be Yourself, Make Yourself, Parts 1 and 2, Find Yourself, Princesses, and Love Yourself. So I think it's, it's, I mean, that's just a lot of fun. And you can tell that there was a lot of thought that went into the story. Lots of adventures to be had throughout this whole series. Um, I believe it's available on Comicsology. You can find it at your local comic book store. I'm not sure um, what printing it's in currently or how widely available it is, but I do know that it is available online uh, and in the digital format. Also, uh, if you're looking online, a lot of stores seem to have the Spanish edition available. So if you are a if you if you want to read comics in Spanish, uh, for some reason that was the first Google search result I was getting in o- over the. Over the English edition, but uh, again, available in uh, digital format. And if your local comic book store can get a hold of it, I'm sure that they've got uh, copies stocked because it is great in the all ages readers section. Um, but just again, it's just the the princeless series. And I'm not familiar, or I haven't had a chance to read the Raven the Pirate Princess spin off, but I know that that was also a pretty popular um, spin off when it was publishing. So I highly, highly recommend this for, I guess, I mean, no disrespect to Wonder Woman, but talking of action princesses who save themselves, uh, we got Princeless and Princess Adrian. So I think that's a really fun one, and that's my recommendation for action <laughs> princesses.
1: That's so an awesome got, concept. We've oh got God.
0: the we got the Black Label, which is like, eh, be careful who who's reading that one in your household, and then Princeless, the whole family could enjoy. That's and yeah, it's a great concept.
1: What a one- and and I'd like to think that uh, Wonder Woman would very much welcome anyone from this book into her adventures (laughs) absolutely
0: yeah you know i think they were gonna they were gonna do a 10th book where she ends up in themiscira but they just couldn't swing it No, just i'd pay
1: i'd pay to read that book
0: just josh and yeah i would love to see all of these princesses uh end up together on their adventures but uh that that does it for our princess pull list hopefully there is one, if not multiple, new characters that you can introduce yourself to and add to your reading list. Now, we did ask you guys for Holler at the Hall, which is our final segment of the show. Uh, the, the, sh- the segment, excuse me, uh, where we ask you guys a question, usually themed after what we're talking about that week or what we want to be discussing next. And of course, we asked you guys, who are your favorite comic book princesses? Because there were so many we couldn't even cover on this show. So, Paul, yeah, you and we kick had off?
1: Uh, yeah, and we had um, some great, great responses. Charles Teet says, um, or Charles Tate, I'm sorry, says my favorite princess might be Chris, uh, might be Crystal, uh, Princess of the Inhumans. I always thought controlling elements was a cool power. She has been a member of the Avengers and the Fantastic Four. Then there is her canine buddy Lockjaw, that's usually with her. Locked. Lockjaw's the best. Animal Old.
0: companion. That's, I mean, that's one of the prerequisites for, Love I'm sure. <laughs> Lockjaw. <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's interesting to to remember because uh, her uh, sister Medusa is queen of the Inhumans, and right. so there's a lot of royal lineage going on in New Adaland there. Um, Elizabeth Estrada, I'm going to answer your question, absolutely, yes, it does count. She asked us, does manga count? Because if so, Princess Yona is my favorite from Akatsuki no Yona or Yona of the Dawn.
1: Nice. Not to Scoman. be
0: confused with Yona from Witch Blood*.
1: <laughs> Very different. Very different. <laughs> uh, Chrissy Scobman says uh, Princess Aura in the Flash Gordon comics.
0: Then 14 Wellington gave us this picture uh, as his answer for Shuri. Great, great series. Oh, Princess Shuri got her own, uh, I know, God. beautiful, beautiful stuff. Got her own uh, series from Marvel within the last uh, three, four years. I'm realizing my sense of time of like, yeah, that book came out last year. No, nope. the th- I, everything that I think happened last year, two years ago, was actually six years ago. Thank you, Princess Leia. So, uh, but yeah, that Shuri <laughs> series, absolutely fantastic. And yes, talk about action princesses who, who get in. I mean, we could have done a whole science princess segment as well, but uh, Princess Shuri,
1: fantastic choice. Uh, excellent choice. And lastly, we had Lauren and Ashley Zarrillo. It um, said, I despised Princess Azula in the show, but in the Avatar comics, I fell in love with her craziness. I mean, what's not to love? And of course, we have an excellent um, asset that was provided here. I can read some of it. Um, it says, It all ends right now. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, really? Oh, really, mother? So I've imagined. Oh, so I've imagined all this? You haven't been trying to take me down from the moment I was born? As let her go, stay back, Zuzu. I'm warning you. Is what you say true? uh, Oh, sorry. It's getting real small for me here. Is what (laughs) you say, if what you say is true, I really am your mother. Then I'm sorry I didn't love you enough. And she's kind of got a, you know, she's still kind of, crazed a little bit. She's she's still in the moment.
0: I can hear uh, Gray Griffin's voice, just that yeah. iconic Azula performance. Um, but Incredible. yeah, no, fantastic. And of course, heavy is the head uh, that wears the crown, as I can attest to, wearing my own crown today. <laughs> but yeah, Azula is one of our rare uh, princesses who, she's an action princess, but she's also the villain of her story. Or, I mean, Respect. every villain is the hero of their own story, but she's that very much a villain princess. And then, of course, a lot of you gave your love to Princess Diana of Themiskira, aka Wonder Woman. We got a lot of love for Starfire and Princess Leia so we covered them on the show yes. uh, but thank you for those of you who chimed in with those responses. Just so many cool princesses out there.
1: Yeah there's I mean there are a ton of wonderful princesses in comics um, and I, I hope that you know if you guys took anything from this you pick up one of these books, one if not all of them, because seriously, they all need to be read. Um, whether it's and I promise you know,
0: they're not as scary as stray dogs.
1: <laughs> no, 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 they are not. No, I mean, Wonder Woman Dead Earth is, is kind of nuts, but um, not like stray dogs. True Dogs is still scarier.
0: <laughs> and that's there's no disrespect to our characters like Princess Powerful and Power Princess, both from Marvel, who aren't technically royal. But, well, actually, I think Power Princess might be because she's the Squadron Supreme <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman spinoff. And we're going to see more of her in Heroes Reborn when that hits uh, stands. Uh, I believe, the second week of May. So right. next week, we'll see you guys here for Star Wars Fan Week uh, covering other books that weren't. Uh, Marvel's Princess Leia but amazing amazing Star Wars tales spinning out of the house of ideas of course but uh, Paul we need to send you on your way for that Sideshow show we do have the rest of Princess Week going on again go to side.show slash Princess Week 21 for that schedule you can always find us at the comics hall on Instagram Twitter and Facebook you can always email us at the comics hall at sideshow.com we're not Accepting carrier pigeons and jesters with scrolls at this time, but uh, appreciate you guys. You can also reach out to us in the Facebook, uh, Let Your Geek Side Show Facebook group and side.show slash your LCS, the official local comic society comics hall Facebook group. I that's think us. that's all. I think that's everything.
1: That's everything.
0: Thank you guys our loyal subjects. No, you're, you're all princesses and I hope you've got a crown somewhere at home. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you again next week for our special event show. As always, I'm Amy. And I'm Paul. And this has been the Comics Hall. This has been the Comics Hall with Amy and Paul presented by Sideshow. Submit your response to our fan mail question of the week by emailing the Hall at sideshow.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, don't forget to vote on the panel of the week in the Let Your Geek Sideshow official Facebook group. You can watch us live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on Sideshow's official Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, and Periscope channels. And you can keep in touch with our show on social media at The Comics Hall on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, don't forget to let your geek side show.